There's still a part of me that forgets uh, our new clock and the old top of the hour break was... We had a little news update, had a little snooze time if needed. I like it. I'm not complaining. It's just I've got to physically get my body used to it. Hey, I put out a new episode of the Sooner Sports podcast last night, and Toby and I sat down, talked a little OU baseball. We played the post-game on-the-field celebration for the Sooner softball team. It was pretty fun. And we added the Ryan Young interview. And I, I just real quick before we get to Drew Sooner and go in depth on this over under win total, I, Ryan Young was very I, I hadn't heard Ryan Young before. Obviously, I've heard Curtis, I've heard uh, Caleb, I've I've heard those those dudes talk in the past, but Ryan Young was very very clear in saying there is nothing in what I say that should be taken as a shot against the previous group that was here. Nothing. But I found this to be fascinating from Ryan Young on the soul mission. And I, I thought it was a great question that Toby asked. So what are some things that, that you're doing? When, when we say the soul mission, what, is it, what does it look like for us? In other words, are there, are there things that you're doing that we – Josh is on the phone. Are there things that you're doing that we might not be able to, you know, see or know about or talk about? But it's out there. The uh, the, the program itself, the OU program. I'm just blown away every day. I walk into the building and I walk down that corridor, and you see just the legacy of, of winning and, and and championships and and the, the special players that poured into this place. But for us, when we came in, I'll use community service as an example. Uh, there were zero recorded hours of community service. Uh, that does not mean that the players weren't engaged in community service, but there were zero recorded hours. And so uh, we came in in February, and then immediately uh, one of the pillars of Soul Mission is community service. And so we had a major team outing with Art with the Heart in OKC. Uh, we had probably uh, 70 percent, 60 to 70 percent of the team come. We had our, our, our almost our entire coaching staff go. And the folks at Art with the Heart were blown away. They said that, hey, OU has come, OU football has come in the past. We've never had a player and coach turn out like this. That's pretty awesome. Little things, guys, little things. And I, there might be a faction of fans. I start to see some of it on social media. Hey, this is great. It doesn't matter on the field. Fair. But maybe it does. It's all connected a little it's bit. It's all connected a bit. I mean, oh, that's pretty awesome, though. The caravans, attendance for those, is that going to mean that Oklahoma gets its over on the win total? Absolutely not. But, <laughs> you know, support in every different avenue, whether it's the spring game or the caravans, you just how that markets the program the types of uh, effect or impact that can make on a recruit or a recruit's family, you, you just don't know. Just don't know. And then, then it can perhaps have an impact on wins and losses. 405-329-9000. Air Comfort Solutions, a text line 405-651-3439. It's Hour 2 of the Plank Show brought to you by Allison Insurance. And what a way to kick off Hour 2. True Sooners checked in. What's up, True? Hey, if you want to uh, double down on that bet, I know you if you want to unload some money, maybe you want to go borrow some or something. I would I would double down with Texas and the under. 
Well, but we haven't even given Texas his under yet. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. I mean, they're going to, you know. Eight and a half. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you kidding me? What's more attractive, Texas is under or OU's over? OU's over. Think Mm. so? Yeah. I could see see Texas win a nine. Man, I Really? Yeah. Look at you. Alabama's going to beat them. Yeah, up. Alabama's one loss, so that Hold that on. makes it pretty let's, difficult. Let's, Oklahoma, you feel like it's two. I know this is. I, I feel like that I'm I'm stealing a staple from the rush right now. Weekdays from three to six, right here on the ref. But let's do this real quick. All right, are you ready? Orange and white game. Who are you taking? No, um, <laughs> ULM to open the season in Austin. Yeah, Texas is winning. Win. Okay, yeah. Alabama. They're they're losing. UTSA. Texas will win. Okay. At Texas Tech. Texas win. Wow. Home against uh, West V. I think probably that's a Texas win. There's four. Um, Oklahoma? Loss. You hate Iowa State, so Iowa State's a win. <laughs> Correct, yeah. You go to be a blowout. You go to Oklahoma State. Could be probably a loss. So let, let's let's just do this way. Let's go. You, can you have push to split one. Oklahoma State, Baylor. Right. You, you can push one. So there's two that you push Oklahoma State and Baylor, right? And the Baylor game is in Austin this year. So then you're looking at needing for this over to hit of eight and a half. You're needing one of those pushes to go their way. And then for them to sweep Kansas State, TCU, and Kansas. So you've got eight wins right there that you feel pretty good about. You're needing either Baylor or Oklahoma State then to go your way. And hell, if it does, they might be in the Big 12 championship game. They Texas will be 7 and 5 to 9 and 3. But there's a pretty good chance they could finish 9 and 3. Mm. But they always blow they always blow one of those those games early that you don't they always blow a Maryland or a you know, this could be West Virginia. This could be Texas Tech. I mean, they always blow one of those games, right? Kansas. So we'll. I mean, so so I think that's where you're kind of got to kind of be worried a little bit if you're if you're taking the over. But I was going to tell you, uh, Chris, if, if you want to know what's wrong with ninety four point seven, you need to tell your tell your mechanic to check the, uh, the flux capacitor. Right. Right. So that could that could or or the left phalange. The left I phalange. I think Flux Capacitor would point out that I am trying to drop a movie reference on him, yeah. but left yeah. phalange might actually work pretty well, True. <laughs> Back to the Future, hey, great gonna, movie. Hey, I was going to tell you, so, okay, the pod thing you're talking about, right. I've heard rumors, and I don't know I don't know how, how, how you know solid they are or whatever, but so have you heard anything about the pods playing a semifinal before they actually get to the championship game? And I just, I just can't imagine that. No, I haven't. What I have heard, well, okay, I'm sorry. Like the two pod, like how, what would you have? You would Four pair pods. a couple of pods up, right. basically. Sorry, yeah. In in my mind, it still takes me a second. I sometimes need a dry erase board. So then you would have your four pods, and you would have a semifinal out of each, and then your champion would yes. come in the championship game. Yes, that that's like how I envision it. That's why yeah. I think, in some ways, bear with me here, permanent opponents makes more sense and could be easier when you start thinking about, okay, how – I don't think you're going to get a bunch of schools to sign off on, okay, let's have a semifinal game before a conference championship game. 
So if you have it set up to where you've got three, four permanent op- opponents, whatever number you get to, and then the rest are conference games that you rotate, you take the top two, whatever tie breaks that you need to determine who the top two are, and you play your, your regular conference championship game. I just can't imagine playing that many games before you ever even get to the playoffs. Well, you cut out I a mean, non-conference game is what happens, and you keep I the guess, money in I conference. Guess. It's the direction we're headed. I, I I don't think we're necessarily too far away from the SEC Big Ten conferences like that sort of doing away with what we know as non-conference scheduling altogether. Well, here, here's the deal, too, guys. So if they do do that, do do. If they do do that, then they, I mean, you're you're guaranteeing a couple more teams to, to and, and their fan bases to stay in the mix, right? You're, you're, you know, the, you can charge another game that's two hundred dollars a game and sell it out. You know, I mean, I mean, television rights for that. I mean, so and and the thing about it is, is if, if this thing is going to a major conference situation where what are we hearing? Thirty-two teams can be in these conferences. I mean, nobody's going to care about. I mean, they're going to care, but if you lose a game earlier or something. Or you lose one. All they're going to care about is getting. It's kind of like the NCAA basketball tournament. You're going it's to, like the National Football lose. League's what it's like. Exactly. So you're going to be get. Let's just get better as the year goes on, and let's and let's put all of our eggs in that basket to win the semifinal and then get to the finals, right? And then it's going to be fascinating. Thanks for the culture. I appreciate it. All right. Good. We'll see, you, man. That's actually true. Coming into playoff, one of the angles of our conversations. Wow, look at that. I kind of appreciate that as a sports talk radio caller. Engaging. Wow. Engaging with the show content. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy right now. But, you know, we have a countdown clock here in studio. That And we're getting close. 115 days. I don't know the start time for the opener. I think I projected it at like 6 o'clock. Eight hours and 46 minutes until the, home, until the season opener for Oklahoma Sooner football. And I'm – it's funny because we're going to have – for show days, you know, you take off a couple weekends and we'll have our vacations in there. But this season, we'll be here before you know it. As much as like, oh, gosh, June and July is so long. I'm sorry. The summer flies by now. I love summers. <laughs> I, I think it's because I've fallen in love with summer so much. It's just it's over in a heartbeat. So we need one more month of summer, actually. Can, can we just go ahead and expand summer into September? Because it's pretty hot to start of September anyway. But I guess my point is there's going to be plenty of time for conversations about this team. And, uh, you know, Tyler was in Amarillo last night, and Toby was talking about it. And I saw uh, our, our buddy Ryan Chapman over at All Sooners wrote about it today where Brent Venables went in-depth on stripping down the program, which to me, I, and I think to, to some fans, is a little shocking. Because you're like, what? What do you mean stripping down the program? And I go back to what Baker said, and he's like, we're back. I mean, we weren't really gone, but we're back. So, to me, when I see this countdown clock and I see conversations like this with pods and everything about that, it's it's fascinating to me because I know, Josh Elmer, I know we're going to have plenty of time to talk about the season and this team and the depth chart and everything of that nature. But I'm so fascinated with what this is going to look like when I get to the SEC and if this ACC pot-ish, even though it's really not, mindset works 
where each team has the the regular opponents year in and year out. I don't know. It's it's fascinating. And I am hooked. Hooked on it right now. Sorry, not sorry. 405-329-9000. Alright, we'll do a break. Look at us being on the clock. The 660 still can't find out when OU plays in the Big 12 softball tournament. Do you know what? I've got you. This is, I, I'm only doing this for you. And don't you tell anywhere anyone else where you got this information, okay? But anyone who is checking in from, let's see, where is the 660? Is that an Oak? Anyone who's checking in from northern Missouri? Oh, let's go. It's kind of close to my neck, neck of the nape. Nape of the neck. One o'clock on Friday. They will play the winner of Iowa State Baylor. The Big 12 tournament is truly a tournament this year. Last Since its recreation in 17 or 18 when it came back, you had two pools. And in fact, I won't lie to you, I hadn't even realized the change had taken place until we started Big 12 play. So, And maybe it was even later than that, if I'm being honest. But you're in a situation where it's a true bracket. So they'll play Iowa State or Baylor, whoever wins that game. Iowa State's a higher-seeded team. And then if Oklahoma wins, they'll play the championship game at one o'clock, uh, 2 o'clock on Saturday. So 1 o'clock on Friday and then 2 o'clock on Saturday. 1 o'clock Friday, if you win, you move on, 2 o'clock on Saturday. 1 o'clock on Friday, 2 o'clock on Saturday. And we'll be live for the Big 12 Boom. tournament on Friday with the Plank Show right here on The Ref. Quick check is some headlines here on the Plank Show. If you went to bed early last night, Reed Detmers threw a no-hitter uh, for the Angels. Yeah? Uh, oh. One-hitter. <laughs> There's been a little bit of debate on that. A little bit of debate. Meanwhile, we'll hit the final call in the top five stories of the day. NBA playoffs were bad last night. Two blowouts. Q Arnie Spanier then saying, these are the worst playoffs that we've ever had in the history of mankind. Not bad if you're a Phoenix Sun fan or a Miami Heat fan. They're partying today. 120-85. The Heat beat the Sixers to go up three games to two. And the Suns beat up on the Mavericks 110-80. Tonight, we, we have our first team with a potential shot to move on to the Western Conference Finals. Grizzlies, Warriors, 8-30, TNT. Warriors up three games to one. It's going to happen, too. I mean, is John Morant, it sounds like he's not playing. Yeah. I mean, that's not good. time of death. Celtics-Bucks tonight at 6.30 in Boston. Six o'clock, excuse me, on TNT. You know, I'm not a big, like, hey, just play ball guy. What's the – every time you tell someone, hey, I'm tired of hearing your opinion. Oh, are you trying to tell them to shut up and dribble? No, no, I'm saying just shut up. I'm so done with Draymond Green. So done with him. What does Memphis need with John Morant oh. to to get over the top? He's, you know, he's. Uh, it's a great question. Russell Westbrookish, from when Russ first started out in the NBA, and I think he's better than Russ was then, just in terms of everything that he could do on a basketball court. I'm just thinking complimentary pieces. What what would be a good piece alongside him? Do you know? And, and I'm not gonna lie. I liked Desmond Bain when he was at TCU. Had no idea he'd be this kind of player in the NBA. No idea. And it's great. 
He's got a little attitude, kind of an enforcer, can knock down some shots. I think he's almost averaging 20 points. You know, what Jaron Jackson was a lottery pick. He was the fifth pick or fourth pick in the draft whenever he came out. You know who would be a really good player to pair with John ja Morant? Who? I don't think there's any way they could swing this deal, but it's Kevin Durant. Yeah, Katie would be really good. Now, you could probably say Kevin Durant with just about any star in the league, but I'm just thinking Kevin Durant shooting with the – it's kind of, again, I think sort of a rich man's Russell Westbrook. Am I – okay, I'm not going to pretend like I've watched a lot of Grizzlies basketball this year, and maybe I need to get my guy Kevin Swindell on the show to get his opinion on it, big Grizzlies fan. But, I mean, I wouldn't mind – I guess Jaw's a guy that needs the ball in his hands, right? Because I, I wouldn't mind having a – I mean, Tyce Jones pretty nice as as a backup point guard, but, you know, may, maybe you, you do go get a guy that can Damian be – Damian Lillard? Is that who you were thinking of? But isn't that kind of similar to John Morant? I mean, Lillard can shoot the lights out. John Morant just can't yet, and I don't know if it's ever going to develop. Right. I don't know. And I, I worry about, you know, maybe being a little too small if you go that route. Sure. I'm just – Damian Lillard, pretty good, though. I, it's funny because these are the conversations we should be having about the Thunder right now. Oh, we will. After they get two superstars in this draft, it'll, okay. we'll be doing this next year. Um, all right, so let me hit the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Um Here's one from the 405. What I had heard was the team with a better record in the two paired pods playing the SEC championship game. So, in other words, instead of a semifinal in which, <laughs> right, who Makes had the sense. best record in those pods that are paired together would move on to the SEC title and, game. And probably there's some years where you could just go, I mean, if you have the same record, you could go to the head-to-head tie break. There's – Probably going to be a decent amount. I mean, it would be, what, every other year that you would have a head-to-head tie break because under the format that they're setting up with the pods, you would play each team right. every other season. So if you get into those tie break scenarios, who do we send to the championship game, typically you're probably going to have a head-to-head to fall back on if the conference records are the same. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, okay. From that perspective, there's probably not as many hurdles as I was thinking initially. Oh, I'm 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 still probably needing you during the break to to pull up a dry erase board and and lay it out for me. But I I like the way we're trending on this. If you play uh, from the five hundred one, if you play all four from another pod, the other three in your pod, then match up ones versus ones, twos versus twos, etc. And then the two winners in the one seed games, it's still nine games for the championship. Now, so I'm, are you thinking about okay. like from the season before? They're not. They're uh, not going to go that route, yeah, though. I, I really need that one drawn out for me. So, okay, let's let's help me better understand this. Well, and you know, you're smarter than me. A sir, one isn't ma'am. going to want to play another one. They're going to feel like they should be playing a four. If, if you're talking about you know, to get I, to the conference championship game. I, I got to be honest with you. I think the ACC might be on to something. I think it might be punting my 
idea that pod scheduling is the future and this pod-ish way they're looking at it, but not truly, right? It's pod in that each team has three regular opponents that they have. Every conference should be going to this. The Pac-12 should be doing it. The new look Big 12 should do this. And the Big 10. And then your two be- and then your two best teams play each other. Yes. Every conference this is how it should work. Um I guess credit the ACC for either coming up with this or taking what were conversations and kind of manicuring them to best fit what works for them. Now, you start thinking about like a Georgia and an Alabama. Would they be permanent opponents with each other? No. I don't think so. Everyone would be written to get that Vanderbilt permanent opponent one, right? Got to get Vanderbilt in here. Yeah, I think Tennessee's locked in for that. <laughs> it's and, and then is that four or, or five teams that you would have as your permanent? I don't know, but it's fascinating. It's fascinating when you think of the different ways you can look at this. I, don't, I mean, it's also hilarious that it's still so far down the road. <laughs> Because and also, an, it, Josh, it's an unknown end. We're sitting here. We've debated, not really debated this, but we talked about it after me nerding out on it last night, and then through the last hour and a half of this show, maybe changing my mind about five or six times about what would be best, and then having different theories thrown in on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at four zero five six five one three four three nine. You know, I just is it crazy whenever I think about the future? I just want a scenario. Where Oklahoma plays Texas every year, maybe Arkansas, Texas A&M, and then I want to see Alabama every two years, and I want to go there a third, right? I, I want to see Georgia in the years that I'm not going to Alabama, and then, yeah, I, I just, I mean, that's a perfect world. Florida, Tennessee. Right. Kentucky now. Kentucky's pretty good. By the way, cool stadium. Really cool setting in Lexington. So I don't know. It's just that's – I start thinking of this from the perspective where, all right, what's going to best benefit Oklahoma? And then in that, what's going to be the – what's going to be the way that can maximize their potential of being in championship position when we're heading down the home stretch? Very greedy and selfish of me. And maybe, well, and maybe pods isn't it. The SEC's thinking – how can we create the best television inventory? Don't say that because then they're going to have us play in Alabama every single year and then play Georgia every year. Well, one of the two every year. That's true. Which, quite frankly, it's fine. that's probably how it should be. It's fine. You get Georgia one year and Alabama the next. Georgia the following year and Alabama the next. Which means once every two years you're hosting one of the two. Hey, when we come back, you know there's one loose end that we haven't – tied up on this program from a tease earlier in the show. We hit the bottom half and Oklahoma's and Texas's win totals from Bet Rivers. We haven't really talked about anyone else. And I'm trying to avoid it. And that's a real number. I, You know, when you shared those, I was thinking to myself, maybe, you know, this tweet that these guys sent out, they screwed it up. Right. I have confirmed. I've gone to Bet Rivers. That is the real number. It's nine, nine on their side. You can bet on that, which um, I think is crazy for Oklahoma, but yes. So I'm trying to avoid one other story 
because it is truly enraging. And I'm kind of trying to save it for, for the steel man, and I know he's all over it. But Caleb Williams continues to kind of blow our mind in why he made the decision he made with the words that he says. Yeah, it's probably a good time for him to stop doing interviews for a little bit because some of what he's saying is just not making a ton of sense. I'm trying to – and then I get caught up in the comments and then there's there's OU Christie laying waste to every single USC fan. It's just (laughs) sad to see them just getting humbled. Body bagged. Body bagged. But when we come back, I I want to hit win totals, and I want to dip the toe into that a little bit. Sure, yeah. A little bit. I don't want to obsess over it. And then there's USC. God, USC fans. They act like Oklahoma fans were stuck in the mid-'90s or the late-'80s. Like, bro, we weren't even good in the ni- late now. We don't care about the 90s. Oh, oh, you're just caught back in your old ways. I'm like, you're USC. You haven't been relevant in decades. What are you talking about? I mean, yeah, that 2005 national championship. Yeah, that's, that's like 17 years ago. People look at that like I looked at the early 70s and the 90s. Get out of here. Yeah, there's kids today that are like, wait a second. USC were- was good? Are you sure? So, I don't want to poke the bear today because I thought last night was a really awesome. I, I haven't even asked Tyler about it. Awesome environment for everything that happened. It's just in Amarillo. It's just it's it's like talking about an ex. What's my analogy? I use a lot, Josh. The Vince McMahon theory. The Vince McMahon theory. Love to keep you here, but if you're going to go somewhere else, we're going to move on, and we're fine without you. And best of luck to you. Good luck. We want whatever's best for you. We'll be rooting you on. Now we play us. <laughs> but now right. you're the enemy. All right, get out of here. You need to go now. It's just that. That's how I feel. It's like obsessing over an ex. It's like people that go and take new jobs. What do they have to do? Talk so terrible about the place they were. Always. Oh, it's just, I can't believe you still work there. It's a terrible place. What's going on? I hope everything's okay. I hope you make it. That's just, that's how I feel when we talk about anything Caleb Williams. But it's out there. And I feel like it is our duty to bring up the latest contradiction from this young man which we'll talk about next it is 10 34 a.m on the plank show hold on i am getting a lot of grief on the air comfort solutions text line for not actually giving the the weather with my time 8 34 77 degrees in norman on our way to a high of 84 finally it's cooled off a little bit dude it was hot I'm not ready for summer, Tamps. I'm ready for summer, but I'm not ready for the heat. Thursday's high is 90. Friday's high is 90. Sunday's high is 94. It's a plank show right here on The Ref. It's a plank show right here on The Ref. Hour 2 brought to you by Allison Insurance. My gosh, it's already 1040. I just, I don't feel like, I don't know if we've accomplished much this show today. Yeah, we got to come up with our permanent opponents. Why? Who are you? Th- are, are we having debates about who it would be? Are people fighting about it? No, but I'd like to fight. I'd like to fight about permanent opponents today. If you go with the SEC as opposed to the kind of SEC pod mindset, I think that might be. Now, here's a question. 
real quick before we get to this win total and the the latest Caleb Williams drama. Which, by the way, there is a point where like I love this kid as a quarterback and his potential, but there does always seem to be a little bit of something always going on, right? It's just like, well, and at this point, mm-hmm. again, and maybe a little bit. There was some conversation. Why haven't we talked to Caleb Williams last season? Right. Why won't Lincoln Riley make him available? There is a you've got to accomplish something factor before you just get to sound off on every single topic. That is true. But hey, you know, it's Caleb Williams' it's decision, and it was a big decision, and he's one of, could be one of the big stars in college football. <laughs> I, I don't know if you can put him there yet, but. <laughs> By the way, real quick from the 580. Uh, whatever the SEC comes up with for scheduling, we'll pick it apart on how good or bad it is. Makes for good sports talk radio. I mean, you're right. And we'll do it every year. How does the schedule so line up? The, how do we end up? I don't want to. You know what's funny? Is people joke about wanting Vanderbilt in their either pod or permanent schedule. Do you don't want Vanderbilt? And Nashville's awesome, so I would never complain about a trip to Vanderbilt. But what's what's the uh, length of time before someone would grinch about having to go to a Vanderbilt game? It's like, <sighs> God. One cycle through four years? Uh, Vanderbilt again? It's just it's that's how people Such are. Such a waste of a Saturday <laughs> playing freaking Vanderbilt. I thought we were in here to play the best, and I get Vanderbilt all the time. Where's Jay Cutler when you need him? Real quick, here's the rest of those win totals. You ready? Let's 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 knock this out this segment so we can move on. And then we can talk all Caleb Williams. I'm trying to delay this till we get to the top five stories of the day. And by that time, we've got a quick wrap on big story one. And then we get into a little news. And there's like, oh, hey, by the way, Caleb Williams said uh, he was mad about not getting an opportunity next year, but still went with Lincoln Riley. See you guys tomorrow. It's kind of my goal here. In case you can't see through me. Well, and that'll set up well for Steely, who I'm ready. To, I'm sure is ready to dive in on all of that. So Oklahoma over under nine, according to BetRivers.com. Now I want to make this very clear. But just just because there is there is an aside before we get to the rest of these, and I apologize for delaying it, but you you must understand it because it's taken me a while too. This will be the first of many different over under totals because BetRivers will have theirs. FanDuel will have theirs. Who am I leaving out of the Daily Fantasy app that you can – there's FanDuel and uh, – DraftKings. DraftKings, thank you. So they'll have theirs. They'll be Barstool. They'll be everyone's, – everyone's a book now. So you're going to have tons of different odds. Now, if I understand Penn and Barstool, they actually – I think they're working in conjunction with – who's it, Jake? MGM or Caesars maybe? But some have agreements. Others have their own. So, we'll just a warning. When you hear us doing this segment in two weeks from now, it's not because I got bored and ran out of things to talk about. No, not at all. It's because, well, to be honest with you, there's too many damn online casinos. <laughs> Which I had a... Someone had brought up the potential of, of mobile betting in Oklahoma. It's never going to happen. Why not? I, I just don't think it's ever going to happen. Didn't it get approved? I, I have a theory that it will end up being something where you can, but you have to go somewhere to do it. 
I think that there is a certain sense of the draw to get you into the casinos. Yeah, maybe, maybe initially. Because you, you know, you can't you can't mobile bet in Vegas. The whole, and I think it's the whole state of Nevada, where mo- you can't do. But pretty much gaming. everywhere else, you can. Exactly. I mean, I mean, to me, like Las Vegas. Okay, that makes, makes sense. sense. They want you to get in the casinos and come down to the strip and what have you. But really, quite frankly. Nevada's behind the times too, and they need to update that. They're leaving a lot of money out on the table by not yeah. allowing you to to place mobile wagers. But you're also that's part of the the allure of going into a sports book. There is their mindset. It's like why in the world would I give you the opportunity to stand on the sidewalk and make a bet when I need you to come in here and buy my food and spend your money and lose your money to me. It's fascinating. But no, I, 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 I understand just the theory. theory. I'm just, just saying that I think it's bad business for them. Oklahoma 9, over-under win total. And you said bang the over, right? Slam the Six over. Six the last seven years. Are you years. kidding me? They're going to push that, worst case. Here's the next highest over-under win total in the Big 12. Baylor at 8.5. I hadn't really looked at Baylor's schedule before we started doing this. It's not the most... It's not the most daunting schedule. Now, Baylor isn't a team that usually challenges itself too terribly much in the non-conference historically, but they do have BYU again this year. And their road games include a trip to Morgantown, Lubbock, Oklahoma, and Austin. So eight and a half. And they've, you know, they're – if, if they have any issues with their starting quarterback, Gary Bohannon just transferred. Eight and a half. Um, and o- we like Shapin. We've seen some good things from him. But Not Blake Shapin. Eight for Oklahoma State. Eight. Which, again, I mean, I, I know this isn't a, a, a popular theory amongst some OU football fans. I like the over there. Eight seems really low. Again, it's the fact that there's not a hook on it. If it was eight and a half, like Baylor's, I'd be a little more, little more, uh, have a little more trepidation. But with it being an even eight, are you kidding me? I can have Oklahoma State go eight and four, and I get my money back, right? Or they go nine and three, ten and two, and I, boom, cash. Central Michigan is their opener on a Thursday, followed by Arizona State in Stillwater and University of Arkansas Pine Bluff. What's Kansas State's over-under? Kansas State. Seven and a half? A little bit further down the road. Six. Yeah, that, that's that's an over you should slam. That With Oklahoma, that's the best over-under that you, you've got here on the board. Over on Kansas State. And then two teams are in that seven, seven and a half range. TCU at seven. And your beloved Iowa State Cyclones at seven and a half. Under. (laughs) Under, under, under. The Iowa State football schedule this year was set up like a team that is going to be trying to bounce back. So we know that we can chalk up a loss to Iowa for the Cyclones. We can't beat those guys. But that's sandwiched between a Southeast Missouri game in Ames and the Bobcats of Ohio, Matt Archibald's alma mater coming to Ames, Iowa. So two and one. But they host Baylor. 
They host Kansas State. Loss, loss. They host Oklahoma. Loss. They host West V. They I, host Tech. Both maybes for me. Maybe. I am. Uh, I think I'm with you on that. So, quick hit before we take a break. By the way, Mike Rose is a chief. Did you know that? The Iowa State backer from last year. I liked him a lot. I know injuries kind of dinged him up there in the draft. We'll see if he uh, makes the roster. It's going to be – I think he was an undrafted free agent, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It'll, be, it'll be tough for him to make the roster. So, Oklahoma 9, Baylor 8.5, Texas 8.5, Oklahoma State 8, Iowa State 7.5, TCU 7, Kansas State 6, Texas Tech 5.5, West Virginia 5.5, and, and Kansas 2.5. Bet Rivers, which, I, again, like I said, I'm not overly familiar with, but there you go. In fact, I have more followers than at Bet Rivers does on Twitter, if that tells you anything. Live streaming, live betting, boost, fast payouts. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. That's my personal favorite. It's like, wait a minute, I just lost 50 grand. What was that 800 number that they said real fast at the end of the commercial? Help. Yeah, it's too late. I would say the best value on that board is either Oklahoma or Kansas State. I would say that Kansas State is probably their biggest liability. I mean, it. I think so, too. I, I think that number ends up going up a little bit. I mean, you don't think K-State's winning six games? I would say TCU. If it was six and a half, I mean, again, just who are setting these lines for them? They're so bad. The TCU under might be kind of interesting, too, when you think about all the turnover they've had this year. Over under seven. that they They do have Tarleton in week two. At Colorado, at SMU, they're non-conference with Tarleton. Good Lord. All right, quick break. We'll wrap up Hour 1 next. It's the Plank Show. Oh, Las Vegas Sooner says that sports betting via mobile apps in Nevada is available. So is it not then in Vegas? Because Todd, yeah, just maybe not in city limits. Because Todd Furman told me on Sunday night when we were talking about this that it wasn't available in Vegas. I so once you're West outside of Nevada. Las Vegas, I would in assume. Nevada, you can you can I would assume. Okay. you can play some mobile wagers. Um, I'm watching the pregame for the SEC tournament in Florida. I won't lie, Josh, I got a little juiced up for the SEC in softball because they were showing LSU behind the scenes stuff. Charter flight. I'm all about that. Let's go. Um. Meanwhile. The only thing we haven't hit on in the first two hours of this show, snack you would go to jail for. Wait, hold on. I'm sorry. None. I mean, <laughs> yeah, for a snack to go to jail? Get out of here. It's the dumbest thing that anyone's ever come up in the history of ever. What snack would you go to jail for? Not a single one. Yeah, There's not a one. snack that I can't live without. That I'm like, I'm going to go to jail for this. Love Triscuits. Guess what? I'll stop eating them if they're made illegal. I love streaming too much to go to jail. Oh, my gosh. I love sports too much to go to jail. What are we jail? doing, SEC Network? Um, Gosh, I'm just sure. think about some of these games you'd get to play, these series in the SEC. Oh, Arkansas, gosh. Alabama, that's number four. That's number six. Well, just look at the schedule for games today. 
in the SEC tournament. Tennessee's 11th. Kentucky's 14th. Florida's 13th. Florida is the 13th team in the RPI is having to play in the quarterfinals today. All right, excuse me, in the first round essentially today. Auburn, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, they're all ranked. It's crazy. And all of those teams are playing today. <laughs> and it doesn't include Oklahoma and Texas. Unreal. I saw one bracketologist last night that had and, – and I wasn't cheating on Joey, just to be clear. It's okay. Hey, <laughs> doesn't bother me. So – you look at it 1 through 16 with Oklahoma, the presumed, and should be cemented one seed. You look at who's 16th and who they might play in the elite or in the super regionals. Texas was one of the teams that was 16. That'd be, That'd be pretty spicy. Pretty good. If Texas came here, they would knock the absolute s- snot out of them. Right, yeah, quick, I, I actually think that'd be beneficial for Oklahoma. I think it'd be huge. Them or Kentucky. All right, um, quick break. Top five stories today next.